Thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast, the leading word in pharmacy. Please find all of our shows at www.pharmacypodcast.com. Hello, this is Nicholas Albano, a first-year pharmacy student at Fairleigh Dickinson University, and you're listening to Pharmacy Podcast. Hey, pharmacy community, this is Todd Yuri, your host of the Pharmacy Podcast, and today is a recording with student, a future pharmacy leader, a student, first-year student of Fairleigh Dickinson University in New Jersey, great state of New Jersey, and our uh, guest, Beth Fisher, she's the coordinator of student affairs and admissions of Fairleigh Dickinson University, and this is part of our Pharmacy Future Leaders um, campaign and, and support of pharmacy students, of pharmacy future leaders. Uh, we hope to gather enough revenue, enough money to send between five and ten pharmacy future leaders uh, to the NCPA, the National Community Pharmacy Association uh, 2013 Annual Conference in Orlando, Florida, and that's next October. And I want to say hello to Nicholas Albino and Beth Fisher. How are you guys doing today? Hello, good. Hi, Todd. This is Nicholas. How are you? Very, very good. So as a pharmacy future leader, uh, Nicholas, um, I want you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, and then I'm going to turn it over to Beth to give us an overview of Fairleigh Dickinson University, which we congratulate uh, you, Beth, and the school for your first uh, year as a as a school of pharmacy, which is quite exciting. So, Nicholas, you're up. Just let our listeners know a little bit about yourself and why you want to become a pharmacy future leader. Sure. Actually, I, I have a unique story I'd like to share with you. I grew up in uh, southeast Michigan, uh, which is really big for the auto industry. And uh, where I come from, you're expected you know, to uh, join the auto industry. And uh, when I became interested in pharmacy, it was it was a breath of fresh air for uh, myself and my family. Um, I actually had a great opportunity to work, actually, for an independent pharmacy uh, as my first job when I was 16 years old uh, as a pharmacy technician. And uh, the pharmacist kind of uh, uh, took me under her wing. Um, I started out as a as a grocery store bag boy and I was mopping the floor in front of the pharmacy, and uh, the pharmacist asked me, young man, have you ever considered a career in pharmacy? And uh, the answer was, no, I had not. <laughs> um, but she took me under her wing, and uh, for several years we, we worked together, and that's, that's how I got interested uh, in becoming a, a future pharmacy leader. Uh, since then, I've, I've also had the opportunity to um, work with a, with a uh, chain uh, pharmacy and also a little bit of hospital pharmacy. That's a, an incredible beginning. Um, we have customers who have similar stories. Um, one of our customers who's been a pharmacist now for over 25 years um, entered the elevator of his uh, pharmacy school um, ready to go to the engineering department and in walks a very attractive brunette, and he said, so what are you going to school for? And she said, oh, I'm going to be a pharmacist. And he's like, really? (laughs) So he followed her out the next uh, floor that she got off of and ended up going to the counter, and he signed up for pharmacy school. So he 
He's been a pharmacist now for 25 years, so okay. his uh, is not as admirable, uh, his story of why, uh, as yours is, Nicholas, but um, nonetheless, um, it's still bringing us to the incredible profession of pharmacy. Yes. So, Ms. Beth Fisher, yes. um, Coordinator for Student Affairs and Admissions, tell us a little bit about Fairleigh Dickinson University and um, and then your role there and um, how you're hoping to help uh, our pharmacy future leaders. Well, thanks, Todd, for um, having us be a part of this program. Um, when we had connected um, about pharmacy podcasts and this opportunity, it kind of fits in really well with the focus of Fairleigh Dickinson University School of Pharmacy um, and the program and what we're trying to do here with future pharmacists. Um, my involvement basically was, you know, I've been in higher education for over 10 years personally, more on the undergraduate level, and I had the opportunity to be part of something new and creating a new program um, and within the field of pharmacy. So, you know, professionally you don't get the opportunity every day to come in and really build a program from the ground up. Um, and I've been lucky to be part of a team um, that, you know, have worked tirelessly and very hard to creating something for the future of what pharmacy is going to be um, and, and where we see it going. Um, our program, you know, is in its first year, so we're um, basically on the downward slide of our first semester here. Um, and really it's about, for us, five core values or five core tenets that we believe for future pharmacists and what the non-negotiables are. Um, and those are think, communicate, advocate, lead, and implement. And um, really everything that we've done in building this program here has really been about those five things, um, you know, from the admissions process and recruiting students like Nicholas uh, to, you know, building our orientation and orientating our, um, you know, student pharmacists to the program and also to, you know, here at Fairleigh Dickinson as a university. Um, and re really about building, you know, where we see, um, you know, where we went into the inception and, and the people involved in our program here have started the opportunity to look into a new pharmacy school. You know, we asked people, you know, what do you want to see in pharmacy? And these are industry leaders. We're located in Florham Park, uh, New Jersey, which is in the heart of the pharmaceutical industry in the state of New Jersey. And um, they said that, you know, we'd love to have pharmacists that have a background, you know, in pharmacy and XYZ. So you fill in the blank and whether it's business management and we've really built our program around the dual degree pathways that our students can really look to pursue. Um, and not only putting pharmacists in your traditional roles, but also maybe some non-traditional roles as the industry is moving forward. I'd like to also add that Fairleigh Dickinson University is the only, uh, only second pharmacy school in the state of New Jersey. And um, it, it's quite impressive to to be in your first year and, like you said, Beth, to be at the ground level of building the foundation of this new program. So congratulations. Thank you. So, Mr. Nicholas, what is your vision as a pharmacy future leader? Um, you've probably observed now becoming a first-year ph pharmacy student. You probably look at this entire um, uh, role differently um, as a kid. You know, I really didn't view a pharmacist any differently than a doctor, didn't really pay attention to them much, and it wasn't until after my own career of uh, kind of tripping into the industry of pharmacy, which has been absolutely wonderful since, um, that pharmacy is a, is an incredible piece of our healthcare system, and 
It's the beginning stage of our healthcare uh, continuum per se, and in many cases, it's also the final cycle to bring a, a patient to, to health and to, and to becoming well. So, as a pharmacy student, uh, Nicholas, what are, what are you all? What are you personally hoping to achieve? Myself personally, uh, I would like to uh, build on the communication in, within our profession, and uh, and also I'd like to actually I'd like to add to uh, what Ms. Fisher uh, mentioned about our five core values, uh, and the two that I relate to is uh, communicate and advocate, uh, which is I believe essential to the profession of our essential to the profession moving forward. Like you said, you you weren't sure you didn't differentiate a, a pharmacist from a doctor. Um, I think that's the responsibility of our profession is to be able to advocate for ourselves, to let people know, um, you know, what a pharmacist can do for them, and um, and just and and really educate uh, patient populations uh, to show them that what what a pharmacist can do for them. We're in a period of our time within our healthcare industry, especially in the United States. Even though I hear about this uh, from the show reaching overseas, we're reaching Australia, we're reaching um, England, of course, and I'm hearing similar things. But my focus, obviously, core focus is, uh, is the States. And what we've unfortunately witnessed is the pharmacy benefit management companies really creating um, an unfortunate uh, paradigm to commoditize the role of pharmacy. And I know they didn't set out to do that on purpose, but uh, much of their uh, insurance programs and much of their, how the insurance works has really pushed uh, pharmacy um, into, a, into an interesting and unfortunate corner that our entire profession now is very much fighting our way outside that corner. And of course, it's not as bad as I would think it is uh, three to five years ago, but there's still some work to do, you know, right at the, even the federal level, in order to recognize a pharmacist as a true healthcare provider, as we all know they very much are. And the community pharmacy provider, um, the hospital uh, pharmacy provider, um, the closed door pharmacy provider, and institutional long term care pharmacy. Of Fairleigh Dickinson University, um, Nicholas, that I'd like to hear you expand upon is the word innovation, and that is to innovate uh, what pharmacy is today and what pharmacy is to become in the future and how it's to um, solidify and uh, merge with the entire world of our healthcare system to ensure its place and the importance, total health of, of our patients. Uh, what do you see uh, yourself doing with regards to your vision as a pharmacy future leader in innovation within our pharmacy profession? I, I think um, technology uh, in general has made the, the world a, a smaller place uh, to connect people together, and that, that's very beneficial for the profession of pharmacy. Uh, in the respects of bringing uh, pharmacists and other uh, healthcare providers together, um, I know here at Fairleigh Dickinson uh, School of Pharmacy, we focus a lot on uh, the collaborative sharing of information, like the the healthcare team, uh, which involves uh, you know pharmacists, nurses, 
and doctors, and uh, we also can't forget the patient as, as part of that team too. And so I see technology playing an innovative role in bringing those team members together to communicate more easily. The innovation of technology is going towards, especially because of the personal health care record, the electronic health care record, and how pharmacy and the medication management and what's dispensed, how it's dispensed, the dosage, the condition, the interactions, all of that is all being driven today by technology and the management and the leadership of pharmacy and how it ties together. Beth, as an administrator of a school of pharmacy, um, how do you see a program um, kind of moving alongside of technology itself? Well, I think, Todd, that, um, you know, I don't come from a personally a pharmacy background. Um, and coming into this program, and really I look at it from a consumer perspective as the basically being the patient. So um, as someone who is the patient and can't, you know, at times, I look at and view that perspective when we're working with our students and how things have, you know, changed over the course of even just five years when I go to the pharmacy and have a prescription field and seeing that this is all automated now in a lot of ways. So we've taken that in that, you know, everyone comes into um, an educational institution with a different level of comfort of technology. And we've even seen it with our students. No matter what age you are, you could be coming out of your undergraduate program, but yet not at the same level. And everyone's comfort level is different. So for us as a program, it's really getting our students in that comfort zone of being able to use technology, um, taking the information that they have and discerning it whether it's, you know, credible information um, and being able to utilize that more as a resource than anything. Um, and our students all get iPads as part of our program here. And really, I think it's been beneficial for our students because a lot of them came in the program feeling that they were a beginner user and now that they're pretty much the experts every day in using some of the resources that we have just in their everyday classroom and then when they leave here taking that to the next level um, in their field whether they're out in their experiential education sites um, or even once they graduate I think it's you know, you have to be able to practice in a lot of ways, too. So that's that's one of the kind of basic ways that we're trying to innovate and in getting students to feel comfortable just with the technology alone. It's interesting that you've mentioned the iPad in pharmacy because the development of healthcare applications specifically for tablets, um, and of course iPad being in that category, has just exploded and I completely foresee uh, 10 years from today, five years from today, even three years from today, us all seeing many different um, applications available for uh, a pharmacy professional. And by the way, Nicholas, coming back to what you were saying about innovation, and that's innovation of how the pharmacist plays the role between the doctor and the patient, um, it's that application that is interactive between the pharmacy and the patient and then, of course, the physician. Uh, can be found if you go to the iTunes library and put in the word pharmacy, put in the word pharmacist, and you're going to find Hippocrates, you're going to find uh, refilling technologies that allow a patient to uh, submit a refill that gets a little bit more in, in, involved than just uh, submission of the data. This engages the pharmacist uh, not only from a technology standpoint, but very specifically from the iPad and from uh, handheld devices, and I most definitely can 
you know, sit here today and, and, and talking, you know, in 2012, the eve of 2013, and know 2023, uh, Nicholas, it'll be like second hat. It'll be like picking up your keys uh, off the table to, to, to jump in your car. You're going to pick up your iPad to go to work or your handheld to go to work, um, and you'll see much more of that. So in learning, uh, Nicholas, and using the handheld technology, how are you using uh, the iPad to um, to get more out of your education? Uh, well, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson has uh, connected us to a great resource. It's uh, accesspharmacy.com, uh, which basically has a, quite a number of uh, textbooks online that we, we can use for our classes. Uh, so that's one big uh, thing that we're using them for. And also uh, to engage the classes and make them more interactive, we take surveys uh, with a responseware application on the iPad, and uh, sometimes we even take quizzes. So if that interaction is here today, uh, Nicholas, how do you see the interaction between you and your patients in using handheld technology? Um, to, with the using the technology uh, as, as a future pharmacist uh, with with patients, I would hope that it connects us. As engaged as I am uh, in my classes as a, as a student, uh, the way we use the iPad, I would hope in the future uh, as a pharmacist that we could use these, um, you know, mo mobile devices like cell phones and, and computer tablets um, to also engage patients uh, to keep them keep their attention uh, and keep their get them excited about their health care and maybe that might come through in the form of some apps I know that our world is really going towards like everything has an app you know and get maybe a survey app you know maybe you could send out to all of your diabetes patients a, a survey of the day you know like what was your uh, glucose uh, reading and and they would get instant feedback, like where where their range was compared to, you know, it would be anonymous, obviously, but what their range was, and maybe kind of turn it into a game. I, I don't know, like they could be competing, and, and actually the game would be helping their health. I think it's a great idea because compliancy, Nicholas, um, is a huge issue. Um, um, uh, patients, unfortunately, do not stay on that you know, six-time refill cycle that they're supposed to in order to complete uh, the medication and to or order to complete the therapy. And then the condition returns and you're back in your physician office. And now the physician asks, hey, so I prescribed this and it was supposed to go for six cycles and how many did you take? Well, doctor, I stopped taking it after my second time. And, and now all of a sudden they're back at that condition. So if you had an application that was constantly... Um, you know, pinging them or texting them, letting them know, hey, you know, you need to stay compliant. You need to stay on your um, XYZ drug. And I see XYZ as an NDC or as an identifier because I'm a horrible pretend pharmacist. Uh, Beth, as a administrator and uh, someone who is uh, at the beginning levels of a of a program through Fairly Dickinson University, um, how do you see um, technology uh, being used to communicate better with the students? Um, I think as someone that's worked in higher education, and I think it's funny, I'm right on the cusp um, of technology wasn't, it was just becoming a big part of education when I was in college. Um, I graduated undergraduate around 2000, and, 
and the boom really kind of happened over the last probably five to seven years where it's, you know, it's your everyday life. It's, it's part of your life. Even in the last two years, I would say now that with having the um, accessibility to things like smartphones and iPads um, that, you know, technology is something that in communicating with our students, you know, we we bring it into various areas, you know, like any higher education institution, you know, there are alert type systems that, that is used now um, and that our students are engaged in at our um, university um, to the daily, you know, what's happening. Um, you know, students obviously are connected 24-7 with their email and while that became, is becoming an archaic piece, it still is part of the everyday use in, it, in higher education. Um, our students have been connected really since the moment they accepted and deposited and said that they were going to come here. And we we use Facebook um, within our inaugural class, and they still use it as a group to communicate with one another what's going on, what's happening. We use social media and Twitter and Facebook to keep informed, even not just with our current students, but even with prospective students because um, that's really where everyone is at today um, and you know we've tried to use technology in other ways um, you know involved in our programmatic aspects especially during orientation and um, capturing things on a historical side whether it's having students if we have an event going on and Nicholas um, is part of the creation of our, our brand new student organization, um, Advocates for Future Pharmacy, and, you know, we make sure that we capture moments like that so that we're, um, you know, having those to look back on, you know, obviously four years from now, but down the road um, when there's, you know, new different students coming through our program. So. Very good. So, Nicholas, the final question for you as a, a pharmacy future leader and that is um, what care setting uh, would you like to go into or what care setting are you thinking about um, after you uh, graduate and become um, a PharmD? If, um, will it be the retail side and community, uh, hospital, um, senior care, uh, nuclear uh, research? Um, uh, share with our listeners what, you, uh, what, what role you'd like to play. As, as a first-year student, I am very ambitious. Um, I, I kind of hope that I get to keep my hands in uh, many aspects of the profession. Um, I know I would definitely like to um, work in a, in a hospital setting. One of the reasons I can't forget why uh, was I interested in the profession of pharmacy, uh, and that brings me back to that, you know, that day I was a, a bag boy at the grocery store and was approached by the community uh, pharmacist. Uh, and that was to reach out to the public and help the people uh, through through the profession of pharmacy in the community setting. So I do definitely see myself as a community pharmacy uh, for part of my career. And also um, with the with the dual degrees here, I've been eyeing um, to complete a master's degree in the regulatory sciences also, and I'm very interested in the regulatory side of pharmacy also. Uh, maybe serving on an advisory panel for the FDA. Very good. Um, it was uh, the technology of Twitter that brought us together. Uh, Beth Fisher, you did a great job in chasing us down and, and becoming a, a show participant of Pharmacy Future Leaders. So we're quite excited that you 
uh, that you found the Pharmacy Podcast. And we ask all of our listeners to follow us on Twitter at, at Pharmacy Podcast and, um, and also look up the Fairly uh, Dickinson University. And what's your Twitter, uh, Beth, for Fairly Dickinson University? Our Twitter is FDU Pharmacy. We thank you so much for uh, coming on the show, Nicholas, and we ask uh, all of our listeners to um, uh, follow the show, but also hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders. Uh, that's the um, the program itself in support of uh, students like uh, Nicholas. And well, we thank you, Nicholas, and we thank you, Beth, for being on the show, and we wish you uh, the greatest success, uh, Nicholas, and also, Beth, with your first year um, uh, program with Fairleigh Dickinson University. Great. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Todd. This is Todd Yuri uh, of the Pharmacy Podcast. Uh, we ask that you listen to all of our shows at www.pharmacypodcast.com. Please go to the contact section and submit a show idea. If we pick your idea, uh, we'll send you a $25 gift certificate to iTunes thanking you for the great submission. And uh, we also ask you to look up hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders in supporting our Pharmacy Future Leaders. And we thank you for listening.